perspective. Today, we're going to recap a 1995 comedy, Friday, starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, directed by F. Gary Gray, <laughs> and featuring a ton of... <laughs> no, don't restart that. Don't. don't. DJ Pooh. Don't you start. What is your real name? It's your name. His Janiah, real name, you say DJ mama, Poo. is Gerald Smith, probably. You and Janaya say DJ Pooh is just going to be funny. The best just, thing ever. And that's, just what, that's just what it is. And I hope, I am manifesting that DJ Pooh sees this. I want him to see her. I don't know. Because he man. says it with I want this person to see All right, let's keep rolling. Let's go. Written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, directed by F. Gary Gray, and featuring a ton of other very recognizable Black actors and comedians, including Bernie Mac, John Witherspoon, Nia Long, Regina King, Faison Love, and that is just a few. There are many more. The movie was considered a commercial success grossing over $27.4 million on a $3.5 million budget. And it was followed up by two sequels, Next Friday in 2000 and Friday After Next in 2002. A fourth installment, tentatively titled Last Friday, is slated to come out in 2023. And there was even an animated spinoff called Friday the Animated Series that ran for a season in 2007. And if there is any official list of movie lines that have become a part of daily life in Black America, Friday would be all up and through that list, oh. okay? On there dozens of times, okay? And in some circles, these accolades would be enough for this movie to be considered a classic. But today, we will determine <laughs> whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But we've got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiya Wright. I'm the middle. I'm Brittany Wright. And I am the youngest. Y'all, I am so happy to have finally seen Friday. Okay, because I just feel we're like we're done. The podcast is, is over. <laughs> Everyone, they, everybody Everybody's has off. Up. They're done now. This is one of those things that has had my black card in a precarious state for a very long time. <laughs> I just feel so proud to have finally seen this movie. From this point on, you're not allowed to refer to it like that. You're only allowed to say, "Yeah, I was watching Friday the other day." Okay, yes. got it. Yes, finally. Yes. <laughs> Look at 2021. Wonderful. Oh my Oh my sisters. Oh, I wish I could say everything was checked off the list, but it's not. We got much more to do, y'all. It's all right. We got, we're gonna get we're gonna get through it. We're gonna if get there are it. any non-black people watching this, I want you to understand how hard it is being black in the black mm -hmm. community. There's so many things we need to know mm -hmm. just about us. I just, you don't understand the pressures <laughs> of what pop culture requirements. You don't understand. <laughs> so hard in this. <laughs> hey, y'all, I came up with two ideas for voting symbols that I would like to pitch now. Okay. Mm -hmm. One, I love. The second, I like. 
Okay. The one that I love is the double fist. Okay, like putting up your dukes, you know? I think that's good. And yeah, I, I like get, the double fist. I get it. I get it. I like the double fist because so much of this movie. All the haters are everywhere. I mean, they abound. <laughs> Girl, they abound. They abound. Hither and thither. Okay. Break it down, sister. Double fist. Break it down. Don't mind if I do. So, so Craig's father is telling him that this is the way men settle disputes. It's with their fists, not with weapons and things like that. And so the fact that the movie kind of culminates in a fight where Craig is like standing up for himself and standing up for the community with the, with the fist fight, it is really truly getting to like the essence of, um, you know, us getting a sense of where this character is, not just in the arc of the movie, but in the arc of his life. So it's a big point there. Um, the other thing, um, you know, that uh, the other voting symbol I came up with was the ice cream truck. Okay. I like this one. I like it a little less, but I still think it's good because the ice cream truck is where the drug dealer worked from. Okay. And so, and this is the, the head drug dealer. Okay. The big guy. And so it was like when the ice cream... Just say big word. His big name was Worm. Big Worm. <laughs> it's important for you to love. Big Worm. And when, when the ice cream truck was coming up the street, they were just like mortified, like, oh no, Big Worm is coming. And so there's something about this looming threat of Big Worm that was really a through line for a big portion of this day that this movie captures. It was about like, is Big Worm coming to get us right now? And so I was trying to think of a symbol that was about like, Big Big Worm is coming. And I was thinking like the ice cream truck could kind of symbolize that looming over the day. Those are my two recommendations for voting well, symbols for this movie. Well, first of all, just let me let you know. <laughs> once this is, once we have a whole lot of podcasts, I'm going to put together a <laughs> compilation of Janaya saying slang words. And, <laughs> and... <laughs> yes. We made that. Yes. <laughs> yes and yes. And refer to like Big Word. Wait until you see all. Once I see all those black movies and I'm really good with slang, you will eat those words. <laughs> you will rule the day that you mocked me. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> Just you wait, Henry Higgins. Just you wait. Henry <laughs> Higgins. She did, Brittany, did she quote my fair lady? I think, I think she did. Well, I, um, as Brittany is coming up with hers. Um, <laughs> I got three of them already. Actually, four. <laughs> Another one just popped in. Four. Actually, four. Four. Maybe this is what you're talking about now. No, but I actually only had one, and I tried to come up with others. And I hate to I hate to even give Brittany this ammo, but I think oh. I think for me it's oh. it's a joint. It's a joint. Yeah. I think it's a Drugs. joint because. <laughs> Because this whole movie happened because of that joint. Like, <laughs> everything happened. Even the fight at the end happened the way it did 
because they were trying to get the money, which made Debo think Felicia, you know, took Whitney the money, which caused, yeah. which caused Debo to saw her, which resulted in the final fight. So it's like this whole movie was driven because of that joint. <laughs> hit us with those four, Brett. Hit us with Actually, that, with those. it's five because you okay. had an explanation, and so I added. <laughs> That's what I'm it's, talking about. All of this five. is all your fault. All right, so we have <laughs> Reefer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Reefer is one of them. Uh, flannel shirt. And, and Brittany actually got that reefer word from before Coolie Eyes. Okay. Up the magic just, dragon. Did she just uh, say, did she just yeah, say yeah, I said it. The wacky tobacky. Yeah. Yeah. The wacky tobacky. Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> Flannel shirts. Mm-hmm. They abounded. In this movie, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought in the summertime, in the movie, and in Aubrey's high school wardrobe. Please continue. Please Very continue. true. <laughs> I even had several. Every I, really <laughs> I had a ton. It's true. It's true. Flannel was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that bike, that type of California beach type looking bike. Yeah, that type of bike. Um. I also thought of, uh, oh gosh, just because I want to say it, I, I forgot it. Oh, forgot it. Oh, well, one of them, because uh, I wanted to use this as the last one. Okay. But the one I wanted to use as the last one was Debo's face. Because it's like, Debo, you are a character in this movie, even when you are not in a scene. You, <laughs> you're present, you know buddy. what? You know what? You're such a presence in this movie and in this community. It's you know ridiculous. what, Brittany? <laughs> No, I I think I think you just hit it. I think Debo, that is it. Does it get you Debo? Oh, the Ooh. other one, that's what the other one was. A clock. Because I just was laughing mm. at them sitting on the porch idly all day. Except when they were like went to the corner store or like got up to beat the little boy on the bike. Other than that, they were sitting on this porch. You've been hanging around. Were you talking to Janiah? <laughs> Mm-mm. We didn't debrief this movie at we all. We didn't debrief this movie. But I was just we, like... We I like you to be getting all esoteric like Janiah. Listen, I was <laughs> they just, really were. They, they were so... I, when I was sitting there and I like saw the sun go down and I was like, you ain't want to look for no job. Did y'all even try to get this money some other kinds of ways instead of scheming it off of his girlfriend? I was like, what is going on, oh y'all? I, I, think, I think that Debo, I like that. I like that. That Because... Because Debo is, first of all, his name has become a verb, like Jenna was alluded to before. And um, if there is anything that is synonymous with Friday, is Debo's face. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, yeah, Tommy Lister. Okay. Or is it, is it Tommy? Yeah, Tommy Lister. Rest in yeah. peace. I can get with yeah. that symbol, y'all. Debo. If this movie gets three Debo's out of this discussion, it will be a classic from the right perspective. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. And that actually segues right on into the synopsis, obviously, because, you know, the recap, because Debo was clearly so present in this movie. To Britney's point, even when he wasn't in the scene. 
So, Friday takes place in a blue-collar neighborhood in South Central Los Angeles and centers around two characters, Craig Jones, played by Ice Cube, and Smokey, played by Chris Tucker. Craig would normally have been at work that day, but he had been fired for allegedly stealing cardboard boxes. And I don't think we ever find out if he really did it or not, but he was fired nonetheless. <laughs> Craig's father, John Witherspoon, wants Craig to spend the day looking for a job. Craig's mother, played by Anna Marie Horsford, just wants him to answer the phone when the cable company calls and tell his obsessively jealous girlfriend, played by Paula J. Parker, to stop calling the house and hanging up. By the end of the day, Craig would only accomplish one of those three things because he ends up spending the whole day hanging around his porch and the neighborhood with his friend, a small-time weed dealer, Smokey. And for the record, Smokey is the perfect nickname for this character because he literally smokes weed the entire day. Okay? Oh, no. And you get a sense <laughs> that this is always the case. And in case I didn't mention it, Craig is played by Ice Cube and Smokey is played by none other than Chris Tucker. Okay? So if you have ever seen Chris Tucker in any movie, if you have not seen him in Friday, I'm sure you just start to laugh at the thought of him just playing a person who is high all day okay all you got the gist okay so craig doesn't normally smoke weed but he makes an exception that day because he lost his job and because Smokey just won't let it go. Unfortunately for Craig, today is also the day that Smokey chooses to, to smoke up the stash he was supposed to be selling. And now he owes Don't the big drug dealer. Don't get high off your own supply. <laughs> Don't get high off your own supply. Now he owes the big drug dealer <laughs> named what? Big, big worm. <laughs> Played by um, I mean, love, a few hundred dollars. You, you saying don't get out on your own supplies definitely in that compilation, just so you know. That, <laughs> future, that future compilation. I never get high off my supply. <laughs> All right, good. Phase on. Big way. one. Big one. Yes, Not big anymore. One. Now Smokey owes Big Worm a few hundred dollars and he has to get the money together by like 10 p.m. that evening. And because Craig also smoked part of the stash, he's on the hook as well. Now, throughout the day, they're trying to find the money. And while they're trying to find the money, we meet a host of really fun, true-to-life-in-the-hood neighborhood characters, including a scandalous <laughs> pastor played by Bernie Mac, a man that's obsessed with people staying off his yard, moms sending their kids to the store for grocery runs, the girl that goes to people's houses to braid hair, an Asian corner store owner, an ice cream man that's also a drug dealer, the hot neighbor lady, lots of families and kids, an annoying little boy on a bike that keeps knocking over the trash cans. For no reason. <laughs> For no reason. Crackheads that everyone in the neighborhood kind of takes care of. And of course, the girl next door that is also super fine. Okay. In this movie, that girl next door is named Debbie and she's played by Nia Long and Craig has a crush on her. And this particular neighborhood is also terrorized by a bully named Debo. Debo is this really gigantic man that uses his size to intimidate everyone in the neighborhood. He just breaks into homes, he steals their money, their jewelry, their bikes. He really just takes whatever he wants. He Debo stuff. He Debo stuff. And on this particular <laughs> Friday, Debo even went as far as to beat a woman, Debbie's sister, Felicia. 
Well, Debbie confronts Debo as the neighborhood gathers around and everyone gasps as, as Debo punches Debbie to the ground. And the only person that steps in to defend Debbie and Felicia is Craig. He shoves Debo. And after exchanging words, they both pull out weapons. Debo pulls out a shank. Is that called a shank? Or a shiv? <laughs> Uh, uh, like it's not it's, <laughs> it's a knife a homemade, a homemade it's shot okay and Craig <laughs> it was a shake it was it's a shake Debo pulls out a shake and Craig pulls out a gun Craig's father convinces them to fight like men so they put down the weapons okay and then they do fight like men and this fight scene was done so well y'all as the viewer you're feeling every blow okay Craig does a good job of holding his own but there were several parts where Debo just throws him around like a rag doll okay and just when Debo thinks he has won Craig staggers up and gathers his last bit of strength and he grabs a board and a brick and he beats Debo down and eventually knocks him out cold and the community cheers and while Debo was trash like, he, did, he, had a, he had a stick too oh no he picked up a board Listen, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. the point is he was picking up whatever was around him to take Debo down and he knocks Debo out cold okay and the community cheers and while Debo is lying there Smokey takes some stolen money out of Debo's pocket which he uses to pay off the debt to the drug dealer Red a guy from the neighborhood who's actually played by DJ Pooh one of the film's writers took back his stolen bike and a stolen necklace and the crack Head took Debo's tennis shoes and they just left him lying there in the dirt right where he belonged for terrorizing everybody. And Debo of and Debbie, of course, thanks Craig and says she will call him tomorrow. Hint, hint, hint. Craig limps home and he gets in bed and just before going to bed he does manage to check one thing off his to-do list for that day. He tells his girlfriend to stop calling the house and he breaks up with her completely. The end. <laughs> no, I think that was my favorite recap you ever done. <laughs> so, so it was so. It was, it was so listen, that was fun because it was. It's it's one day. It's a day in the life of, and that that just made it just fun to even try to recap. <laughs> so I don't want to start off our review on like a a sad note. Do it, but. I, I really just let this there are lead. a host of people who are amazing comedians and actors and actresses who are no longer with us. And as I was watching it, I was just like, man, okay. Call it out, so bro. Call it out. We have Cause it, cause Rwanda it's page. Because it especially, is. especially since we just lost, lost someone recently. Yeah. So you have Lawanda Page. Who we know her from like Sanford and Son. She's from Martin. She's the sassy older woman all the time. All the time. We have her. We have Tommy Lister, who is Devo. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Michael Clark Duncan. He was one of the people that one of the guys that was shooting dice with Debo's character, his little friends as they were um hanging out there. You also have um uh rest in peace to um Lord Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, an amazing comedian, 
of our time. Mm. And then you also have John Witherspoon, John oh. Witherspoon, another co- amazing comedian. And just, we know him from so many roles, so definitely many. famously being on um, the Wayans brothers as pop. So, you know, we just love him. And then most recently, unfortunately, we have lost Anthony Johnson. Um, he played <sighs> Bell, uh, the crackhead on the, which we all know that line, Smokey's taking a shit. Like we, <laughs> we all, but even just from other movies that he has played such a big role in black cinema. Mm-hmm. He is doing something. He has, his list, his, his resume in black Hollywood is very long. Mm-hmm. So um, just rest in peace to those individuals. Yeah, I mean, for, thank you, sis. They are, I just, when I was watching it, I was like, and, and I wasn't even, I wasn't sad when I was watching it. I was more so grateful. Mm. I was like, damn, we're getting yeah. a chance to, we still have See them, them all like, together. Like exactly. Mm. We still have them. They're still, Oh, and I almost forgot you rest in peace to Yvette Wilson. She was the plus size character in the movie. Oh, well, we I didn't know, know her. she passed away. Oh yeah. A while ago. Ugh. Um, and, but we know her also from, uh, the Parkers and we know her from Moesha. So, you know, these are people who are, Mm. integral in in the black community Mm. and some of our tv shows and our movies that they have done parts that i know that person i grew up with that That, that's my aunt that's my mom that's my dad that's my cousin that's the person i saw at the corner store the other day like you Mm -hmm. know you just you know these individuals so i just wanted to really name that and and i guess it's not even a sad note because i'm smiling because i'm just so thankful that we have them it's like right. it's, it's a know, celebration yes celebration yes because yes. yes. yeah, that, that's what that's what i feel like you're doing i feel like you're celebrating the ones who were mm-hmm. involved in this little piece of history that i don't even know if they knew what was happening like right. absolutely in, in that moment you know what i mean and like even just you know this this extra is going to be the one who plays on Green Mile, you know right. what I mean? Like, like yeah, it's Megan just know that Megan Good, Megan Good was was a little girl extra yeah. just a little in the girl. movie. You know, there's so many faces. She's you know? a household name now. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I actually think that is the perfect way to, to set it off. So say, I'm gonna tell you, Britt, when you were texting, like <laughs> Both of my sisters are very dramatic, okay? Who? Us? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Well, I never. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I have I have a I have a folder. Can I have on a Webster's dictionary of the word dramatic? And then we can discuss it. I have a fo- I have a folder on my <laughs> computer. It's called my sister's watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's screenshots of YouTube reacted to the scene. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And sometimes I just revisited. I did the worst thing I could have ever done. I watched a whole five seasons of Game of Thrones in a month. Because mm. we had HBO free. And they month. were going through it. <laughs> they were going through it. I, was, I said I never finished it. I didn't want what was it two more seasons? I said no. When I was in traffic wondering wishing I could have people's head <laughs> on a spike, I said, Well, I can't watch this show anymore. I can't oh, I can't watch this show. It's changing. Well, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, watching you text me during this movie was making me wish because like Janiah 
is she's Britney's always been down with the movie, but Britney was younger, you know, when it when it was out. Right. right? Like, and I was just like ju- I had to sneak to the movie to see it, but <laughs> you know, I was like just old enough. Yeah. To, to um to get in there. And Janaya is watching this from a completely 2021 perspective, which I think is going to be interesting in this discussion because that's the whole point of be putting the juxtaposition versus Cooley High, which we discussed last uh, week. But Brittany was reacting the same way we were reacting in the theater. <laughs> like she was all the all the points that we thought were funny, like. She, like if we were all lined up in the theater, she would have been saying the same. Stuff. <laughs> so I, I'm just really curious to hear <laughs> your thoughts. Um, can we can we start with the iconic lines, y'all? Because there's I so just, many. There's I so was many. looking them up. I was looking them up. I want to just own that I have used these lines. It has never the seen thing. this movie. That's okay. the thing. I, I, even know who Craig was. I have I have said on many occasions, you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie, Craig. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't know what I was referencing. Okay. And, and y'all, okay. That you know, actress, you know, what is her Bob, name? Bob what is her real name? Paula Parker. Listen, that is a staple <laughs> actress in the black community. Like we can list her movies. Like she is totally her television shows, her characters are always so freaking awesome. Like they stick with you. They totally. You totally. ain't got to lie. And she, and and she nailed it. Oh, she nailed it. She nailed it. And y'all, this was the third screenplay that Ice Cube had ever written. The first two didn't get made. This was his first, like, so you have to remember, like, Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, they weren't experienced writers, and they came up with these lines that have just stayed with our community and will stand the test of time. Another one, y'all, that I didn't even know. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I was attributing this to the wrong person. So there's that actress, Tyree Elaine. She's a comedian, a stand-up on social media. She has these women over 30 be like, women over 40 be like. And whenever she does her women over 40 be like videos, she has the character on the phone laughing, talking about... (laughs) I guess I did. And I had no idea it came from this movie. I thought that was her. That is how much, like, I didn't even know. Y'all, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. (laughs) I have used that. Y'all, how many times has that been referenced and stuff? Um, Listen, let me tell you something. Songs even. I've not heard anybody say the last part of what he said, though. And I was like, maybe someone said it. But when he said, how about a dollar and some envelopes? I said... (laughs) <laughs> who, who wrote that? I was like, I better have to be an actor. He was like, it ain't even wet over here. Yo, and Cindy Sin Sin, I know I have used Cindy Sin Sin. Oh, you used to, yo, I would just twins, tell you, I would tell you, when that whole little interaction between the <laughs> we call it sin and sin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it was just so real. It was just so like it was so us, real. Us us growing up obviously in the church, uh, you know, 
Like we're you know this person with this cadence and with this, you know, and just like, and then the immediate, give me a little stuff from a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's another. And then proceed to walk your tail across the yeah. street, across the street. <laughs> And go lay upon somebody else's wife. Shame Listen, on you. That character, the guy that's the little person, I do not know his name, but he is another person who is in a black movie. Everything. <laughs> in everything. I, I I I love these people. <laughs> and y'all, another line that I have used many. Oh, you know what? His name is is Tony Cox. Okay. Okay, the guy okay. who played Mr. Parker. Yes. Y'all, another line that I have used, but when I used this line, I knew it was from Friday, and I knew one day I would see that movie and be able to put it in context, which is, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> now, when you were watching that movie in the day, bro, back when it first came out, was Bob Felicia something that caught on immediately? Because just watching the movie, it didn't stand out to me. Like who, like I don't understand how that particular line got pulled out and has become such a thing. We use it all the time. But it truly was just, he was saying bye Felicia to a character I named feel, Felicia. Didn't it, I think what was the movie, um, Compton? Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that that movie used by Felicia in it. Oh. And it. No, no. Well, well, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm no. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's where it got gained some popularity mm. after that movie came out. Well, what is it? We are. What is it called? Welcome to Compton. We are Compton. Something like that. No, I'm no. Not, you, you're, no, you're, you're talking about. The, um, <laughs> no idea. The, uh, the N.W.A. <laughs> Yes, that one. Straight out of Compton uh, that just came out. <laughs> now, I, I've never done research on You it. all right? I'm just laughing at how wrong you get that movie title. Listen. <laughs> you said nothing like straight I out of Compton. I was in the city. That's all we have to worry about. You were in the city. You knew, you knew it had something to do with Compton. Listen. But, but, we but are if Compton. you know, that movie <laughs> was based on, obviously, N.W.A., which was Ice Cube and his group, their rise. And what I'm saying is, is Bob Felicia came up when they were younger, which of course in the timeline, which would have happened before uh, Friday was written. Right. So they're saying it to a groupie. Like they, they're mm -hmm. just saying it to a groupie. Now, I don't know if they were just giving, if they were just paying a reference to Friday, or if that's how by Felicia, like if that if that happened sure. when they were on the road, right? And then exactly. it was just a thing so in their group. Yeah. And then yeah. they put it in the movie. I, I don't know. I never I never yeah, I'm not up. sure. All I know is that that's when people started saying it to everybody. Oh no, no, no. People were saying that from day one. Like, and I, I, I feel like funny. It's been I've around. never heard oh, it yeah. before. I, oh, I, I feel like it's been around. What I'm gonna tell you is is what was interesting to me about Friday is how quickly it integrated into the ethos of the community. Mm. It was instant that all of these things became, because it was like when you were in the theater, just watching them say this stuff, it, it was just hilarious. Like, yeah. like, like laughing out loud. So what happened was 
is the next day when everybody was in school, we were all talking about our favorite parts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so like all of the, everything that, that, that was happening just became part of the conversation so quickly because you're just talking about your favorite parts, but then you're realizing that, oh, I could put this here. I Into could, I this put, thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, it was very quick how all of that stuff. And bro, bro, you saying that actually is just additional evidence that um, that Ice Cube and DJ Pooh accomplished their goal. Because part of what they were hoping to accomplish with this movie was to show, yeah, you know, everything that happened in Boys in the Hood and those other movies, that's real. But we also had fun in the hood. Absolutely. That's what they were trying to show. It's like a fun day, you know? And so they accomplished the goal of people just having a good time in the movie, bro. Because that's what I hear you saying is that it was so much fun to watch that people just were so excited to talk about it. And you don't always just have this dichotomy of like, okay, you have this unpresent, this non-present father versus this like super deep stand underneath the billboard father. <laughs> I still take issue with that scene. Stand underneath the billboard father having that. You have this dad, that's a dad. He's unconventional. He <laughs> comes stand in the bathroom while I'm on the toilet. That's still teaching and raising his children to be the best that they are supposed to be in their lives and in their community. Um, and showing what, being a man is no you're fighting for yourself but you're also standing up and fighting for your community against this tyrant which he which diva was i just want to jump on the back of what you're saying because i love how um craig's father how he handled this situation because you could tell he was an adulthood dude too so like he wasn't unfamiliar with these circumstances. He didn't bother trying to tell him not to have the gun and all of that because he knew that these are things he's going to have to come to himself. Like me, try, like he knows it's fruitless for me to try to tell him what to do. I got to give him the lesson and hope that he takes it, which was, I'm just oh, saying, no. I, I'm just saying, bro, I, I really loved how they, they did that. Portrayed him as well. Because they didn't portray him like some goody two shoes or it's like, no, this is a well-rounded, good, hardworking man. Absolutely. Who's, totally. He's made it through and he's just giving you a lesson. His, totally. little, his little small self with his plus size wife. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's not just that. He loved, I mean, they, you know, he loved her. He loved her. He was it like, was, it, it, was it, like, send back Muffin. Say. I was like, he's calling her Muffin. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very realistic family dynamic. You know, she didn't make it into the recap too much, but he, his sister was played by Regina King. And, um, you know, Craig's sister. And y'all, I mean, their whole little family dynamic to me just rang so true. The husband-wife dynamic you were just talking about, sis. The father-son dynamic you were talking about, bro. But also that brother-sister dynamic. I mean, anytime they were in the room, they were kind of picking on each other a little bit. I mean, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was always 
is like this ongoing, I'm picking on you right now, which is just so exactly what it is <laughs> when you're close with your siblings growing up. It's not spiteful. It's just, I'm picking on you right now. I am. It's just what you I'm know? doing. That's <laughs> just what I'm doing right now. And it was so fun to watch. You know, I really enjoyed their family. And I would also say there was something that was so true about the neighborhood relationships. You know, everybody knew everybody. And um, I started thinking about, like, you know, the way that we had um, people who were unhoused in our community growing up and in our various communities and how we, we took care of them. You know what I mean? It's like there were people who were in your, that we all just kind of as a community collectively right. took care of. You just, right. there's no, and I think it's an understanding that sometimes some people f- just fall down on their luck and they can't get back out. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you discount them. Right. It doesn't mean that, you know, that you're like, oh, okay, that's just them. I'm not going to have anything to do with that. No, you just have a pair of clothes because they may not come to church, you know quite clean you have some clothes ready for them mm-hmm. you 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 have the 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 food at the end of service because you know some people that's their only meal so you're having plates at church like these different things of how we had people come together and take care of their community in the way that they can doing um, what they can i think is so it's it so was, beautiful it's real because it was like ezel it- stop by my house i pay you to wash my car it's like he's probably gonna do a terrible job Ezell doesn't have a bucket. He has no soap. What what car wash is he about to do? What tools will he have? Unlike you, bro, I think think Ezell would have washed that car real quick. I mean, he would have been resourceful. Exactly. He would have washed You want to learn how to be a business person, watch a crackhead. Let me tell you something. I was at the gas station in Atlanta one time, sitting there waiting for my friend to come out. And I saw a crackhead walking through the gas station with a chandelier and I was just like where did you get the chandelier from <laughs> what how what construction crew are you on that they didn't have a vehicle <laughs> to transport this chandelier who's your target customer what is it <laughs> who's walking but, down the street like I sure hope someone happens by with a chandelier today exactly. like, <laughs> but it's just like knowing these characters are real people they in are. real life. Like, I mean, every, it's every, happening everything right now. About everything, everything about, about it. it. Everything about it. Because even when, because that, that's the thing. Like, by Felicia, for example, Mike felt small, but in the theater, it was just like it hit home. Just totally. like a, a, a lot of other subtle things, like when Craig's mom, saw Miss Parker and she was like, hey girl. <laughs> and we so all like hey girl. And we all and we all know so real. Because the funny thing it's about so it is as much as because what, what's interesting about that as much as that is real animosity, right? Because she really felt the way Yes, but let somebody from outside the neighborhood try to mess with Miss Parker. Then you, you understand? And then, she can dress how she wants to dress. She can exactly, do what she wants to do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a, it's like the character it's just from this weird... Miss, Don't nobody talk about Miss Benita. Okay? Don't, don't talk about Miss Benita. Feet smell like corn chips. 
<laughs> exactly right. Don't, don't, don't mess do with Miss Bonita. Okay? Don't it's do true. It. It's true. And you and know what? Oh, go ahead. I was just thinking about how something that they did, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they had the, which we know colorism is a big thing in our community for various reasons. We won't get into that's another episode. Or um, every, but, or every episode. Or every episode. Every time. <laughs> um, go look at them. Um, so the, the fact that they had someone that was the lighter skin with the looser curl pattern be the crackhead. Listen, that is in the 90s. Where every uh, main character, late you know, age, ninety, was I, I, I appreciated women that they and, and, had the 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 love, which me alone was a love interest in a bazillion things. But still, the fact that in this movie you have this model esque, what if it, and over, she is dope, in real and life. she and she <laughs> and she was even. At, I, I text my brother and sister. I said, "Listen, if crack makes your skin that clear, I need to smoke some crack." I was like. This is a beautiful crackhead. I was like, but she, even in that, like watching them have that dynamic to show you that these people who are beauty queens in the neighborhood, they don't always end up being in some stellar situation based off of looks. No, this is now a person who is an addict and they're being beat up by the local tyrant. Like, this is her life. And so them showing that dynamic, I don't know if they did that on purpose. I don't know if she herself wanted to make sure that she showed that side. Like, I don't know what that was. But for them to do that, part of me feels like it was strategic. And I appreciated it. because and even, even if so, it wasn't, it was still, still It was still, like, so pivotal. Yeah. And, you like, know, because the funny thing is, is either way, even if it wasn't on purpose, that would be even, it could be even another layer of, you know, we didn't even worry about that. We just put this person, you know, so I'm just saying, that's funny. I never even thought about that, but that, because here's the thing, she nailed it so good that like, you don't realize how pretty she is. And I didn't even realize until much later on until like, somebody posted a picture i'm like dang it was like much much later and then you look back you're like oh yeah she is pretty but she's just doing such a good job so i wonder if they were just like no she played the best cracker it makes me think of bubba how good they did with bubba when Mm. you saw bubba as a real person from forrest gump you were like i'm sorry this is not the same black You're thing. like, yeah, now I'm talking about some shrimp. Tell me about that gumbo boo. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I like y'all. Them kinds of shrimp totally. that you name. Go to another Okay. It's so true. And y'all, it made me think about our childhood growing up. We definitely knew our neighbors. We knew our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just immediate neighbors next door. I mean, it was like the neighborhood. We knew knew everybody and I mean part of it is like we went to school with everybody who was from the neighborhood we hung out with everybody who was in the, our social life was hanging out at the park with the people in the neighborhood um you know but I I couldn't I mean, help I'm not gonna say, I, I couldn't help but think about my life right now I do not know the name of any 
of my neighbors. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't nobody mess with her. Because if I ever saw anybody messing with my neighbors <laughs> on the street, I will come for them because we be getting each other's packages from the lobby because we have we have a relationship like that. So it's not that I mean we 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 know each other in the sense that we're looking out for each other in that way. But um, and if we see each other at the grocery store, it's a hello. But it's it's not the kind of community that we had growing up. What kind of re neighborhood relationships are y'all experiencing? But somebody somebody was talking about how like you everybody was taking more of a kind of a whole person, realizing that there are certain certain parts of you that might not be the best, but you can still be a good person. Like like I'm I'm not gonna mention the names and I don't know if you're old enough to remember pretty but we had we lived in an apartment building with um crackheads right next to us and um who, who live right next to us and the thing about it is this particular crackhead is the one who taught me how to ride my bike he saw me um riding my bike and I'm eight he saw me riding my bike with training wheels and he and you know I was a I wasn't a smaller kid I was one of the you know, tall. I was taller. It was just like you too big to be out here having training wheels with on. some training wheels, basically. <laughs> like, and I was like, but I don't know. And he and I remember he didn't even ask me. He just went back to the house. He came back with a wrench. And he just told man, me. he just told the community. And, and, the th and the thing was, and y'all, we kind of lived on a little bit of a hill, so this is a little dangerous. Well, no, we were we, we, we were across the street at the park. We were oh, okay, the park. that's flattering. So, so, so and I'm <laughs> telling y'all, for hours he just ran with me until I got it. Wow, and like and. and I, I I know I, I told that whole long story, but the point I'm trying, I'm just answering your question that there were fixtures in our life that didn't have to be perfect. You you didn't have to be totally you know, it, it was just like, yeah, this person is does X, Y, and Z, but they will uh install that electricity in your house yeah. and it'll be perfect. Or yeah. you know, they'll do this or this, but you know, they're also a great plumber or they could fix your car or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And we would more focus on people's strengths. Totally. But, but I think that right Man. now. That's exactly what it was. We just bro. are much more judgmental now. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're, we're much more judgmental. There are moments in a person's life that was supposed to just be a moment that would disappear into their experience but now we can we can focus on their one moment mm. for, for just extended periods of time wow. and, what, and the reverse effect of that is now people are much more cautious because it's like uh, if i allow myself to let you know um somebody see me in this whatever a compromised state they could put me out there and it'll be out there forever. Totally. So I just feel like as connected as we are, we do so much work to keep to ourselves mm. because of it, you know? And, yeah. um, and I think that's why I'm watching this movie even now, like it just brings me into an emotion of, man, that was just like, to even think about the genius of explaining that movie. Like, it's just going to be a day where we're just going to show what happened. 
It's not going to be mad crazy. And just being in that space where you're, you almost feel like part of the community while you're. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. I will. Oh, sorry. No, no, sis, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was going to shift gears though, sis, if you were tacking on there. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, you guys, I know we say a lot (laughs) about our parents as if, listen, that they were, you know, they're super awesome as if they don't have flaws. (laughs) Our parents have flaws. Do not get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I know we're fortunate in that we weren't raised in a way that was like, people are terrible. We were raised to love and respect Mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. Now, all of us have, all three of us have our stories Mm -hmm. where it's like, that got me in trouble because that person was the worst. But (laughs) it, it essentially, it really colored our view of being able to, 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 to walk about this world and really love genuinely love on people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are both of our parents were in nonprofit spaces, working with communities that were forgotten our mother or, or not given enough attention to our mother working in education, our father working with senior citizens, like, and, and, and namely um, those that were people of color, black people specifically, so our heart in our community, we were really raised like that without even knowing it. Yeah. Like we were raised to, to love people and be respectful and understand everybody has a story and everybody deserves a first, second, third, fourth, fifth chance to be able to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think Can that I that- Sis, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I will say like, there was some nuance in that though, because sure. it was like, so, and this has been like a, a, a nowadays adult reflection. This is not sure. something that hit me in the, in the time, mm-hmm. in our formative years, but like our father, he would, um, I always say like, he basically was, um, you know, running an anti-recidivism program in our home. Like if a, if a, if a man that was affiliated with our church community or the, or even an extension of our church community got out of, uh, you know, jail or prison, he would, they would just be at our house. We just come downstairs, brother so-and-so's down hey. on the couch, you know, and dad would like help them get on their feet, help them get some suits, you know, help them get a job, interviews, and, and kind of help them to get back on their feet, back with their families. At the same time, there were, um, there. I'm thinking we had one family member who was um, a drug addict and um, we just never talked about him. You know, and so it, it, there was, there was, there was, I just want to name that there was some complexity in Always. the way that we held that. It was so much like we have faith in everyone um, and give everyone a chance to be successful. But it was something like for our own selves as a family and kind of like as a church leadership family, I think there were some things we didn't deal with um, when it was our own stuff, you know, so, I, you know. Yeah. That's that. That's that flaws and perfections I was talking about. Earlier. Totally. That's what that. It's like, yeah, it was like so unconditional for the community, but for ourselves, for our family, there but was some. I, this, this, the, the standards were tougher. I will say to that though that there was never a disrespect towards him. Never. There was never mm. a level of talking like us as young people. I'll say that towards this individual that was our family member. I'm not supposed to go there with you. Like, that's not, 
So you're, yeah, he has a situation going on. We just didn't deal with it though. Mm-hmm. As a family. We just didn't it wasn't deal like with a it. disparaging. It wasn't like right. a knock him down further or anything like that. But we just didn't deal with it. We didn't. You know, whereas we were going into to broken to, uh, to other people's homes and helping them to solve some of those same situations that existed in our family. And we weren't, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, but again, as a child, you don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. I can't even speak to what the adults were actually doing. Um, I, I think, I, I think. I think that there was just more discernment. Like, for example, if you saw how they interacted with Felicia and how they interacted with Cizel, there was differences because you just, and that was part of the art of creating oh. a community of just that, look, this person has this flaw, but you know, and like Chris Rock did a a stand-up bit on him at one point where he was talking about like even if you know that a family member is shouldn't be around the young girls or the young kids, it's like you learn about this thing, you're like, get away, you know, like come on back into the you know house or, or whatever. <laughs> and you're not canceling this person from the family, a family event. Yeah. You just realize that okay, they they either have things we can manage or things we can't. That's but we're right. just not going to right. automatically put them in the, you know. And, and, and I'm just saying, the movie just showed that it just showed that, that wants. everybody yeah. falls into this, mm, so good. you know, locked in puzzle of, oh, we could do this. I could trust Ezel will come to my house to wash my car for $2. I don't got to drag him. I know he'll totally. be there later on. But Felicia, no, you cannot borrow my VCR because <laughs> if, I, if I let you borrow Let me borrow your car. He was like, people borrow sugar. Oh, <laughs> like, car. But bro, I have so a question funny. for you about the be a man concept. Okay, I want I really want to hear your perspective on this, bro. Like, uh, I want to hear yours too, sis. I'm thinking about you, though, bro. Um, this concept of like, you know, jo- the the father saying to Craig, like, um, you know, when Craig was um, fighting Debo. And the mother wanted to intervene. She wanted to intervene because that's her, her her baby getting beat up. Craig's mother wanted to she intervene. She started pointing the gun. Yeah, yeah, she was going to get Debo. He started pointing that to, gun. He was about to get taken out that she, day. She was being which, real reckless with that gun in general. Which, what's her name but, again? Anne, Anne Maria Huntsford? Uh, Anna Maria. Oh, so close. Anna Maria Horsford. Horsford. Which if just... Before you get into that question, she's amazing. And I don't think that the Black community has given her her flowers yet. I just think that she is so pivotal in so much of our TV and cinema. She's amazing. And this is from like the 70s. Or when did A-Man come out? I don't know. The 80s. However long it's been that she's been in television. We all know her. So if you ever watch this episode, know that we love you and we thank you. Okay, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And you know, amazing. we should send this to her, you know, you through social amazing. media. Yeah. So. Well, bro, I wanted to hear from you on this concept of like be a man because the father was holding her back when she was trying to intervene. And he was like, no, let him be a man. Let him be a man. And of course, again, I'm looking at it through 2021 lens and I'm like, why? Like the, the fighting. 
<laughs> being like the evidence that he's a man. I, I knock again in that moment, somebody needed to take Debo down. Okay. And I don't think killing is ever, you know, the right thing. So, um, I'm not disputing any way that the movie handled it. Cause it felt very truthful and it felt right. But that, but, but bro, I just want to hear like your thoughts. And again, I'm thinking about our father, raising you like this whole be a man thing how was that qualified for you growing up and did that part of the movie resonate for you as like like a moment of like asserting manhood how did that land for you and how did it and did it resonate for you um in terms of your your formative years well i mean obviously <laughs> you know it's crazy because we just talk about this and so you always like I'm gonna say the wrong thing or whatever, but it's so tricky, you know. But it, it's it's. But I'm gonna just say, like for me, um, it was just a perfect depiction of. Uh, like I'll give you an example. When I was a little boy, I used to go with my uncle JH all the time, and we, uh, my my uncle JH and my my friend Justin, we would go out ride our bikes and go to different parks. We take us to the science center and just all, you know, all over the city. We we hang out with him. And one time we were at a park and um, this kid took my ball. And uh, I had never, like mostly I grew up around nice kids and stuff like that, especially up to that point. So it was just weird, like, like, and I went to Uncle, you know, I ran out because Jason, like, that boy took my ball. <laughs> and um, I'd be so confused. Yeah, like, and he looked, nice. me, okay. he looked at me. He looked at me. He was like, and I'll never forget. He was like, go get it. And it was like, yeah, I need to go get my ball. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm just saying that all of these oh, little, makes me want to cry all these little it's a man it's a man's uh, cry. and i'm just saying as <laughs> as my as i experience life in the world i can only speak from my experience but i've had to go up against some battles you understand like in life i had to go up against some battles and there were battles that were directed at me because i'm a man and because in in some cases specifically because I'm a black man mm. in this um in, in this country in this, mm. in this system and what I'm saying is is for me black men can't afford to be weak just in general like they, they have we have to uh prepare ourselves and prepare our sons to do battle just mm. in life and so in um in, in that scene where you're talking about Craig is, if you look at it, he's knocked out. But you got to understand, that's his dad. And the dad knows. You see, when when dad, dad knew. So like there were, there were times, like if I fell down or if I, you know, scraped myself or, or if I hurt myself or, or if something happened, um, that dad would, uh, just in our nonverbal communication, just like, all right, don't don't start whining, right? Like, like this is not a, you know what I'm saying? This is not a you whining situation, right? Like, but there was also times where I used to get strep throat a lot, you know what I'm saying? When I when I was 
a little boy. And I remember there was times I woke up with strep throat because I was in so much pain. And then dad would, he would wake up with me, you know, take me downstairs, open up the, the soup, you know what I'm saying? Pour the soup in, make it hot. You know what I'm saying? Have me take the soup until I felt better. And then he would, then he put me, so it's not about not, you know, loving on your son. It's just knowing he's not at his breaking point yet. And I'm just saying that's a, a thing that a father can see in my experience, that a father can see, sure. that a mom can't see. And, sure. and, the, and the other piece of it is that there are times where the mom would have stepped in too soon. Because you imagine me being bloodied up after I fell off my bike or fell off something. or <laughs> And you, I mean, y'all can imagine how mom would be. But it's like. I mean, if you fell off your bike now, how mom would be. It's a sermon. I, it's a sermon. That, that's, that's it. No, that, and, <laughs> and, that, and that part of it's important because after I got the, you know, the hard side from dad, you know, mom was there, but she didn't get in the way. You understand? She didn't mm -hmm. get in the way of it because he knew, he knew, oh, this is the time for him to be. If And if Craig's dad would have knew he was out, he would have known. He would have known, but he just felt it. It wasn't something he could describe. Sure. It was just like he still got gas in the tank. Yeah. And, up, he, you know, and so I'm just Get saying up. for me, like I know that people don't, but for me, it's been important that I have these lessons in my life. Because now when I was, when I faced adversity, I was able to go get your ball back. Where I, I know that's right. I was able to get my ball back. But, and yeah, that yeah. is, and that is at the same time that I see, unfortunately, a lot of men who don't have didn't have their dads around. I saw them fold in situations that I just wouldn't have folded in. Sure. And I and I just attribute all of that to that. Well, I, I have to ask. The other half of the question. Thank you for sharing that, bro. I know like this, this is like a tricky topic because when it comes down to parenting and gender roles and all of that, yes. it's so, it is such an individualized experience. So thank you for sharing that, bro. And I want to ask you, sis, the other side of this question, because as I was mm -hmm. just contemplating the be a man, um, I was thinking about what it, at moments in which people tell you to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, when people are telling someone to be a man, they're saying, assert yourself. And when they are telling someone to be a woman, they're saying, step back now, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and so I was just like, that's, that's really interesting. No one's counseling us toward the middle. We're being counseled to these extremes. And, um, and so you find yourself in a situation where you're a woman that chooses to go and get your ball back. You're now not being a woman enough in some cases by some judgments. And so then there are like all of these, there's so much commentary about women being overly assertive, but that was my ball. I got to go get it, you know? And then it's like, well, you know, if you were doing everything you needed to do, if you weren't always trying to go get balls, maybe you'd have a man to go get the ball for you. <laughs> and it's like, Lord God, well, you know, I, I was just, so it just, I, it led me down this like, Okay, it made so much sense to me, like that father saying, be a man in that moment, I could get behind it. And it led me to start to think about that, the, the, the be a woman. And, and when that's kind of 
asserted. And since I would love to get your reaction, your thought, your reflection on just your own experience of times where it's like someone saying to you, be a woman, when they're saying it in one way or, in, or another, you know, what's your, what's your uh, reflection? Well, bef before I get into that part, I will say um, that Aubrey speaking, I'm, I'm very much, a, let me say this, I'm very much a person that believes that every person needs a balance of masculine and feminine in your life. However that shows up, however you're raised, you need a balance because if you go too far to either one, if that pendulum swings too far, something's happening there. And it's a, it's an imbalance. So that is my opinion that you need a balance of that. When Aubrey was talking, he made me think of the song, The Fact Is by Jill Scott. This conversation that we're having, other communities can have it. Sure, I don't give a care, honestly. But within the Black community, this is damaging us right now. This, this very conversation. And so Angel Scott's song, she says, and I pulled it up as, as Aubrey was speaking, um, there's a part where she says, I can even raise the child we'll make, make sure he's loved and know that, know what God gave us. I can teach him how to walk and stand, but he needs you to help him be a man. This song is saying, I can give you so much as a, as a, as a child, as you're growing up, as you're, but where my mind is like, don't worry, we'll go buy you a new ball. That mean person took your ball. <laughs> I don't like that kid. I know where all the balls are. I'm going to go talk to their parents. Where's the ball? I'm going to get six new balls. And you want to have, they're all going to be different colors. Especially when it's your son. Especially when it's your son. Exactly. So it's like, it's like I'm, I'm doing this and I'm thinking to myself like, I want to be able to say, even if I would have said to, you know, my child, if I, whenever I have one, like, go get your ball back, it's going to mean something when I say it, but it's going to mean something very different when my child's father says it to him or to her, because don't be, so this brings me into my other point. Let's be very clear as black women, we are raised to be independent by our black male, whoever has been in our life, if there was one. So our father raised me to be independent because I'm not out here looking crazy right now. <laughs> I'm not married. I don't have any suitors, right? I'm, I'm, I'm out here and I have to do the things that an adult does. But for me, when it has been, I've never been quite told to be more woman because I am stereotypically more feminine um, I, I haven't necessarily had that experience. However, I have been told to stop being, and not in these words, but basically to stop being a black woman. Also, you're, you're too loud. You're, 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 you're too, um, you're too forward. You know, I've been told and, and not again, not in those words, yeah. but you have something that is basically saying that's too much. Don't. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. I personally feel like in the ideal scenario, like in the ideal scenario, which I think could exist in, in any version of society, if we, if we nurture people to lean in to what they're good at, 
and you know we we take it as our community responsibility to just support each other in the places where we're less strong and then we all as individuals are accountable for um you know strengthening our own skill sets in needed areas then i think we'll be fine it's trying to put people in a box i think that is just like really for me I, you know i am so often trying to you know being put in boxes and it's just like oh here i am again in this box and it's like why can't it just be janaya and i'm all kinds of things and i'm my ratios in this area are one thing my ratios in this other area are this other thing <laughs> your ratios like, all over the place yeah. my ratios are mad diverse yeah they mad diverse you know so i don't know but but as we're talking it does make me think about a segue back to movie the character of debbie (laughs) because remember debbie and felicia were home alone because the because the mom was out of town with her boyfriend so we could come up with the whole backstory for debbie if we wanted one thing we do know for sure is that when someone put his hands on her sister debbie marched out debbie was one eighth the size of debo okay i mean okay (laughs) he could have picked her up between his index finger and his thumb and tossed her away but she walked right up to him and asserted herself because it was her responsibility to protect her sister and to stand up for herself and she said it she's looking up at him and saying listen maybe these other people are afraid of you i'm not afraid of you and i am not going to stand idly and i'm paraphrasing i'm not going to stand idly by and allow you to abuse my sister and she stepped right up to him. And if we well, were to just examine be specific, we, sis, she called out men in that community. That's exactly right. She, she called like, out men in that community. She said these niggas are afraid of you. I'm not. I'm not. Janine, I just love this example because this, to me, that is the exact dynamic that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because nobody watching this movie would argue Debbie was weak in any stretch of any imagination. Nope. But sh- there was just a, a time where there was something that had to be tended to by a man. That 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 was that. And what I'm saying is, is Craig recognized that he and then he did the man thing that needed to be done. And in both of these situations, either one of them, neither one, neither one of them were look. You would not look at either one of them as weak or being. It was just. And I already saw Janai getting irritated by the whole <laughs> thought process. <laughs> but, 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 getting irritated i'm also just leaning into you know celebrating individual perspectives you know (laughs) because bro because one of the things like okay so one of the things that is just a fact of my life is that i'm big okay i'm almost six feet tall all right and so i am not a person that is physically intimidated in the way average height women are i mean and i'm not saying they are but they could be you know, just because math is math. Weight I don't know how to fight. Height. Baby, okay? come around me if you so, want to. I'm going to run you over with my car. and have point, a, So, bro, my, my, little, my little physical reaction was to, oh, a man had to take care of it. When I almost just felt it was more about 
you know, he pit Debo hit Debbie and she was done. This, this, she was this, down on the ground. Is, so really she, what, what we needed was someone who was of equal like someone who could at least try to give Debo a run for his money. I personally don't think it had to be a man. I just think somebody Debbie obviously could not physically fight him with her body dimensions. But could um, a woman who was of similar stature maybe have given Debo a run for his money? And listen, I'm not gonna argue the biology of men being naturally stronger than women. The, the math is the math, the science is the science. Strength is what it is biologically. I'm not arguing any of that. So I'm just naming, bro, why I had a little physical reaction. Because no, I, 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 somebody I, needed to, to, to try no. to physically match Debo and Obviously, if Debbie were anywhere closer to his size, she would have done it. Because she was not afraid. She was there doing what had to be done. All she could, though, use at the really was her words because she just couldn't match him physically. There's what, no what, 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 what I'm, she can fit in his shirt pocket. What I'm saying is. wasn't that much big. This, like, he wasn't look, that this, big. This, he was a little this, closer, this, though. He was this a little is closer. This is probably. This. Because I can identify in this example where our thought processes would diverge. Because let's, for me, let's say that you're being attacked by some guy. And let's say me and Brittany were similar. Let's say we're both short. Because, you know, Brittany's short to me. But Average height. First of all, five, four and three quarters are what's popping. But let, I'm not going to me on this day. <laughs> but let's say we're in a situation that was the three of us. And let's say all three of us are the similar stature. We all have similar height. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. What I'm saying is if we're in a situation where you're being attacked. Janai is being attacked. I'm saying for me, if Janelle was being attacked and Brittany grabbed her phone, called 911, I am completely okay with that response of her doing that. But for me, I need to go physically engage this person and they have to kill me first before they get to my sister. Yeah, because I, I know Janaya, she's like, listen, I would have kicked Debo's arse. I'm I like, tried. I probably would have tried. I would have failed. I, for, for I me, tried. so for, for me, I thought that that was the appropriate response. I think sometimes we miss this in the Black community where it's been, I hate the word demonized, but it's been made negative for someone like a Debbie to stand up and say something but when in actuality when a black woman stands up and she says this is a problem this needs to be fixed and i'm not the one today these words should do what happened is activate it should activate black men y'all have to give me some of the quotes that y'all Oh, I think we haven't talked about John Witherspoon enough when it came to quotes. That Brittany, when he says, yes, yes. there you are, always in the kitchen, getting something to eat, <laughs> eating up all the chicken, all, all the pigs, all the hogs, <laughs> all the, all the collard greens, all the, all the garlic. Balls. 
I want I some want gentleman's some juice. juice. <laughs> I like pig feet. <laughs> you know we some said, of that was improv. You know listen, that was improv. Yo, that we was say it all the time. Be. Or even how many times if somebody comes out the restroom, don't go in there for about 30, 45 minutes. 30, <laughs> minutes. Yo, I'm just saying that became something that, oh my God. Or, or even um, him saying bang, bang, bang. I think that was the first time he said it when he was oh. talking about, um, uh, you know, when he was talking about the dog. And yeah. uh, he was trying to convince Craig that it would be good to be a dog catcher. <laughs> yeah. Like, All day, you know, my foot up a dog, you know, back, back, back. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. Because he did I, that I, a lot in the Wayans Brothers. So I didn't even think about that. And, that I, and, I, and I'm just saying that, that that became his, I think it started, I'm not positive, but I think it started there, you know, and that became mm. this thing. I remember I, I worked a long time ago. I worked at this telemarketing company and somebody called him and they were like, they called John Weatherspoon. And then uh, the girl was like, I just called John Weatherspoon. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, you know, I'm talking to him. And he's like, I don't need no credit card, baby. I'm rich. I'm the bang, 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 man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's funny because I think that that part of his whole thing was birthed out of that mm. that that movie and now well. when i think about i just thought about that how that was uh anna marie was his wife in the movie but that was like you know the security guard in the wayans brothers i'm like they already had history that is hilarious yeah, to think yeah. about that they already had history which i loved her character in this movie she was she was really just like a mom that was just like Listen, I'm not going to get on you. They they really gave a juxtaposition between mothers in this neighborhood, which yeah. I really appreciated. Oh, I love you know, that. You have the mom that she's away with her boyfriend in Las Vegas. You have Smokey's mom who clearly hates yes. him. And she she's like, I wish I never had this human. And then she's like, or um, and even how he talks to her because he's cussing at her. And so it's like, hmm. And then you have her who's like, oh yeah, I'm making bacon, eggs, pork chops. And he's like, Mom, where's my plate? He said, Oh, I never said I was making that for you. She didn't, she didn't say it mean. She wasn't mean about no. it. She was like, hmm, I didn't say that. And then she when he, came, he was like, Mom, can I get $200? She was like, oh, well, no, because you don't have a job. So I don't think that you would be able to pay me back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, feel comfortable, comfortable giving you money when you don't have a job. You don't have a job. And she just walks out. <laughs> she just walks out. And I was like, this is so, like, I love her right now. She's like, yeah. I don't have to go crazy with you. I don't have to do any of that. It's, it's just I a mean, fact. It's, it, the, the, <laughs> the thing was, it's like I was writing down notes and trying to telegraph my favorite moments, but I it's just the whole movie. It's just just the entire like all of the moments when um, when Red got knocked out, and the first time we heard Smokey say, "You got knocked up," like <laughs> it was pandemonium, like yeah. and, and just so to see it now, it's funny. But to see it amongst all of the laughing was just amazing. And then just seeing how Red got knocked out, and he just was like, it's over here. He was like, bam! He flew all the way. <laughs> well, you know, going. that actually, that scene was one of my favorites just in terms of the lines. And actually, we forgot to shout out Ronaldo Ray. 
who yes. actually played Red's father. That's another one of those comedians, and those actors that is just like, ah, oh, so much a part of like our, like a dynasty, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that was a dad that did not tell him to stand up to Debo. <laughs> well, he <laughs> obviously had initially because this is this, he, he drove Red up to Debo's house and Red gets out like, yeah, my dad told me to get my bike from you. He's so dumb to even ask me to come get you, get it from you. He was like, he said our bike. He but I'm keeping it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. And he was like, it's really, it's going to be our bike, but I'll just keep it at my house. I was like, that is so funny. That was so well written. So mean, perfect. It, it, it was just, I mean, all like that, the scene where um, the, the big chick pulled up, <laughs> I mean, it still makes me laugh to this day. And somehow, and I, Yvette this is how Wilson. I, Yvette Wilson. Yvette Wilson. Yvette Wilson, yeah. But the way that they did it, it, it was like somehow not disrespectful, but hilarious. And I think, and I was watching it, I was trying to think like, and I think it's because she knew what she was doing when she. Right. And, and like that, you're lying. That's how they were able to. <laughs> It, it, that writing is so delicate because you you can't. But it's like you knew you weren't looking like no Janet Jackson, and you, you pulled up with the braids attached to the hat, and then <laughs> took the hat off. And and when and, when Nia Long called Chris, her big when Nia Long called her big boned, was that the first time that somebody in a movie called a plus size person big boned? No, no, no. Okay, pretty sure it's not. Okay, because no, no. so that's another thing that's perfect. Like that's everybody says and that. But well, people could have might have been Chris, saying it from that movie though. Like she just big bone, right? <laughs> I mean, I that was like something that was always said in our community. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like big bone. But um, I even love how Chris Tucker didn't go too far in the scene. He, it, it was like his subtlety. He was like, my mom don't like a whole bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. It's so rude. <laughs> she was like, he was like, oh, like, don't ever come back here. He was like, I know you're like, hungry. <laughs> she, I, she was like, oh, I just ate twice before I was like, no, nah, because I ate twice. I was like, that's another uh, um, uh, uh, saying that came out ever, 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 ever. people say that people all the say time. that all the time and, and I just wonder if they know where it came from you know what I'm saying or if they think it's just a thing that people say like never ever ever, 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 ever. Yeah. come by <laughs> And you know, Ice Cube and DJ Pooh said like this movie was like semi autobiographical. Like they pulled from their own experiences. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you can tell. And I, can I, tell. I just, I just wonder if any of those lines are from like their lives. Like, is this like oh I something wonder. my uncle used to say or something? You know, that would be because really it was all it was all so real. It was all so it real. Was. J- just how they sat down and. We're telling the stories and then it like flashback. Yeah. Cause that's how you talk. And totally, then totally. and then as soon as your man has a connection with 
you know, a woman, a chick, you know, oh, she got a friend, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like everybody's always trying to hook somebody up with somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of that was just. On the telephone. I also appreciated how they showed the dynamic between Black and Latin communities. You know, just that camaraderie when we're not. Yeah, that we're not, you know, we still operate separately, but there's levels of respect with this. I really like how they showed that. And I also um, appreciated how nobody was over-sexualized, but these women were still sexy. Mm-hmm. you know Brittany, no, that's, it, that's 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 heavy right there like that's heavy right Park, there like the one that was miss parker <laughs> we all in a mud a mud pile he was moderating the mud <laughs> you got no grass yo you don't get no grass. everybody else that she was grass. she, she had planted the seeds y'all and she was watering no. the they don't oh can we talk water. about oh wh- what's his name the the uh mr parker What's the name again? You said it earlier. In the uh Yeah. Anyway, Cox, something Tony Cox. Tony Cox. Cox. Let me tell you. When Tony Cox came out chasing Bernie Mac, I mean, like that had me in in physical (laughs) pain. Okay. (laughs) Laughing so like when you were in the and you just because it was so unexpected. Totally. Because because when he's running out, think about this world. We got Debo. We got all these gangster killer dudes <laughs> around. So just the way they're talking, and they never mentioned anything about him being small. That, Nothing. That, even after they see him, even after nobody ever talks about it. No, and, and you know what? And I I appreciate that because you know I think about whenever I'm you know you have these comedies that are clearly, you're being silly. Your movie is silly. We all know you're being silly. We love it. Um, sometimes they cross the line. Like, I think, like, I have seen every Adam Sandler movie. I ain't gonna lie. You know, uh, part of the TV all the time. Right. But there are times where, like, the, the, like, those Happy Madison movies, they will go too far into silly, where it's like everybody's throwing up or something. You know yes. what I mean? Or it'll just be like, now there's a big duck over here like I don't know like they'll just they'll just right. cross the line from uh, from being silly to just being like you're this is ridiculous us out of the realm <laughs> of what might actually happen and I thought this movie did a really good job of like having those moments that were silly a pastor running out of a house in his underwear having it be silly but also be believable it was yeah. just there was something in it that was silly but it didn't it never rang untrue you know, and it was like, and it was just like, hi, you know, he's running so scared, but he's bigger than the guy. But it's like, they just don't even address it. It's just, yeah. just hilarious. And the other, and when we talk about the realness of it and how the community was, we all saw him having their little problems and interactions with each other throughout the day. But at the end, when it was, when they heard the gunfire, everybody came out to figure out what's going on. That's right. Even when um, Craig's sister asked Debo, have you seen Craig? Debo didn't. He was like, earlier. You know what I mean? Like, even... They're part of the so community. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's just interesting how it's like, it was just so real. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it was just so funny because every 
moment throughout the whole movie we could connect with. Everybody's been there. Everybody's been in a situation where something crazy happened. So all the people you normally beef with, for this moment, we got a little moratorium. Let's figure out what's going on. Is this regular, normal infighting or is this a bigger circumstance? You know what I mean? Yeah. And bro, I feel like you just gave us a natural segue to vote. Right. You know, bro, did you get all your quotes out? Because I know you went through certain quotes. I think I got all my quotes. There's Brittany, just so many. Let me, so let me make sure because I have text a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me look at Brittany's text. Let me... <laughs> I, listen, when he, um, when he like brushed it, when he was high and uh, <laughs> Debbie came over and he brushed his shirt, he was like, I still look high. I was like, <laughs> you brushed your Brittany. shirt. <laughs> Brittany, can I tell you? That still look high? Let me I just like, explain. What? Let me just explain. That, that scene, all I'll say is that scene was written by somebody who smokes weed. <laughs> that scene was written by somebody who went through those initial you know, experiment <laughs> phases uh, because it was just, you know, he was just trying to get himself together. And I also, I didn't, I, it, even was, know what like. it was so small, but I know this is not her real name and I hate it so much because she has a pivotal person in the black community, but LaVita Alizé Jenkins, I know this is not her name. I, since you gotta find her because her yeah. and I believe her husband and another partner that she oh, has, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right, right. you know what I'm talking about like they they she are from the, the Steve Harvey Island. show yes yeah. there are um they have an actual production company they make black movies and the so I Terry I, J Vaughn thank you Terry J Vaughn I love her like so <laughs> she walked <laughs> when she walked in there it was such a small scene but it was so important when she's just walking up, like, where is Regina's character? Because I can't think of her name right now. Um, and she's like, they're like, oh, you know, just knock on the door. She's in the house. And Smokey is trying to get with her. And she's <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, it is such the quintessential Black girl, like, attitude. Like, what do you want? Like, don't touch me. And he tries it twice. But it's like... You think that she wants to get you as she knows you're sitting on this porch high and idle. She does not want to. Please do not touch her. <laughs> Regina, King's, Regina King's character was Dana. The little Dana. sister was Dana. She's, yes, she's coming to braid Dana's hair. And I just love that small interaction because those interactions happen all the time. But what I also oh, like was even though she gave him attitude the first time, it didn't stop him from trying to touch her a second time. It's <laughs> just like, I'm gonna try again. The reason why I wanted to watch this one was because of the, this, we did Cooley High last, um, last episode. And what I was saying is, I feel like the people who were watching Cooley High in a the theater, I feel like they might have been having the same experience that I had in Friday. And so that's why I wanted to. So obviously for me, this movie is a huge classic. It'll get my Debo, especially since Debo has actually become a verb that people use that some don't even know. Like when you say I Debo that off you, it means I took it off you. And everybody knows that. But like, oh, you're just going to Debo my seat like that? People say it right. and they don't even, 
so the fact that you could change characters into verbs in a language, like, gotta be a classic. So yes, gets my Debo all day long. Well, you know what? This movie, um, when I think about the criteria I've used to define a classic in the past, you know, um, you know, that kind of like, would I watch it again? Um, you know, does it, is it truthful? Um, you know, that look across like the acting and the storyline, like looking at them separately and then together. I gotta tell you, I, this movie, um, it meets pretty much all of my criteria, you know, for being a classic. I will tell you, I don't know that I would watch it again anytime soon. I really wouldn't. I mean, I think it was so simple and 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 fun that I don't feel a need to watch it again. You know, part of part of what made it so good was its simplicity and its truthful truthfulness. But crazily enough, those are the exact reasons why I wouldn't rush to watch it again. But I don't think that that takes away from the experience. Um, and so I think I this movie definitely gets my Debo because I do think it was very well written. I do think it was very truthful. I think the actors were on it. You know, you know, sometimes when you have a cast with so many people, you point at two or three and be like, oh, I wish somebody else would have done that role. Even the sideline characters to me were so well cast and so well portrayed. Um, the movie was just well done. And I think about the fact that it was so early in Ice Cube's writing career. And um, I don't even know if, if DJ Pooh did other writing outside of the, um, the, the, the Friday movies. So when you just think about it like that, it's like, man, that movie was really well done. And the other reason it gets my Debo is because I really do celebrate any attempt to round out the story. You know, it's one thing to talk about the the, the the hardships of black community. And I love uh, an attempt to just show family, to just show neighborhood, to just show community and to be intentional in making it a lighter, a lighter view. So for those reasons, yes, Friday will get my Debo. Sis? Um, I will say yes, it gets my Debo and that's just because I enjoyed it and I plan to make sure my children watch it. <laughs> that's Brittany, a you, really good criteria like what'd you say bro will you watch friday with me i will watch friday with you <laughs> which is a classic from the right perspective <laughs> y'all thank you for tuning in to another episode of the right perspective podcast thank you so much for joining us i love you bro and sis i'll love see y'all next time i love y'all bye Bye, you guys.